Unstoppable Success Radio, episode 176. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. My name is Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned business growth strategist, helping entrepreneurs around the world to make six and seven figure leaps in their business. Each week, we bring you multiple episodes designed to help you go further faster in accomplishing your goals and dreams. Now let's get down to business. Welcome to Unstoppable Success Radio. I am your host, Kelly Roach, and I am thrilled and honored to have with me here today, Greg Smith. Greg, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. All right. Well, let's share a little bit about your background with our listeners, and then you can fill in any gaps. So Greg Smith is the founder and CEO of Thinkific, a software platform that makes it easy to create market, and sell online courses. Greg was working as a corporate lawyer for one of the largest firms in the country when he launched an online course as a side project. Revenues from his course soon surpassed his salary as a lawyer, and Greg jumped into online education full-time. Since then, Greg and his team at Thinkific have helped thousands of coaches, authors, speakers, and companies create and sell their own online courses as a way to build their brands and their revenues. Greg, welcome to the show. Thanks. I'm, uh, yeah, it should be fun. It's uh, great to be here. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, you got it. So this is pretty cool. First of all, it's a great story. Um, I love the fact that you got started on the side. You were able to surpass the lawyer income, and then you took it online. And I also love what you're doing to help make the technology side of things easier for entrepreneurs because we all know that's where we can all get stuck, right? Um, so I'm interested to kind of hear a little bit more. Can you expand a little bit upon like the, the platform itself and kind of how it works and, and give us an idea of that. Yeah, for sure. And, and you're right about the technology side because really that's what it came out of is I started creating my own online course about 10 years ago as this little hobby and I'm not a, a techie or a developer. And so I went to my brother for help who's a software developer and he helped me. But it was always the big thing holding us back was just figuring out all of the technology and mashing everything together and making it work the way we wanted. So really what we did was build our dream solution just to make it so easy and remove all the technical headaches uh, because what I wanted to focus on was creating my course, creating my content, educating people, and also spending time marketing it and putting it out in front of people. And, uh, and technology always seemed to get in the way of it. So we wanted to create something that would just remove that barrier for people. I absolutely love that because it's so common sense and it's it's the same for all of us, right? Like the biggest pain with any new thing that you do is always the technology part. It's like pulling together 15 different programs and how are they going to access it and making sure that the setup actually works. So that is awesome and I always think the best products always grow out of solving a common sense problem. So <laughs> I love that you were smart and strategic in doing that. So can you expand a little bit more on like how the setup works? Like I mean, obviously, we have tons of entrepreneurs yep. that listen to the show, so this might be a great solution for some of them. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, so it's it's kind of it, like most of your SaaS or software as a service products out there. It's free to sign up, and then you can go and actually start creating and launching and putting courses out there in a matter of minutes. I think I'm down to uh, so when I when I time myself, I've built a course in under two minutes. Now that means I've had some videos created or or some yeah. slides or whatever. Mm -hmm. Uh, but really easy to do it. So basically it's sort of drag and drop, create your course, uh, launch it. You can pick from different themes to make sure it looks good and then you can tweak your brand 
editing and make it look exactly the way you want. And then it handles everything from uh, student sign up to your e-commerce and, and paying you to uh, actually the whole course experience and making sure that students have a good course experience and, and a good learning experience. And I think that's really something that a lot of uh, people and companies tend to overlook is that after you get people signed up for purchasing your courses, what kind of experience are they going to have? Are they going to finish it? Uh, mm. Typical online course completion rates are sort of in the seven to 14% range. On our platform, we usually see them in the sort of 70 to 90% range, which is a huge difference. And that translates to testimonials, to positive reviews, to repeat purchases or longtime customers because they're actually getting value out of what they signed up for. That so is, that's really yeah. big for us. That is huge. And I, I love that you pointed that out, Greg. Actually, I had a, I was doing a coaching session with my own team yesterday. And that's exactly what we were talking about. Because, you know, the fastest, easiest way to grow the business is to build those lifelong customers that keep buying from you and keep expanding their spend. And that's exactly what happens. Most people, you know, make that transaction, and then they're like, on to the next. And, you know, what I'm trying to train my team to focus on is the experience, the follow through, the follow up and the accountability that's getting our customers to complete our online courses so that they actually want to come back and be an ongoing customer because who wants to go keep spending more from someone if they haven't used the first thing that they bought, right? Definitely. And definitely. And I've seen people be more successful with a business with a list of hundreds or a few thousand uh, than other people who literally I've seen people with a list of over a million of uh, potential clients, but they're just not engaged. So that I'd much I'd always choose a small group of people who absolutely love what you do and get a lot of value out of it than a large group who sort of think it's kind of nice. Yeah, very smart. Okay, I'm I'm really loving this so far. It's very common sense. This is, I mean, this is what people need. So this is perfect. Um, so I love it's the kind of drag and drop. You get it set up because I get questions about this all the time. And now, you know, this is another great resource I can refer to my own clients as well. Tell me a little bit about how you market a course once you've uh, get gotten it set up in the um, Thinkific system, so to speak. Right. So once you've got it set up with us, you have a landing page, all the e-commerce, the pricing, it's all built in. You can play with all the, the settings for that to make it, you know, price it exactly the way you want, whether that's kind of a payment plan or a subscription or a one-time fee or free trials. Once you have that set up, then uh, marketing, that's, that's always an interesting one. Lots of channels like anything you're doing online. Uh, a few of my favorites for courses in particular, uh, one is Facebook and, and Facebook groups. Advertising, I'll just mention really quickly, is something I think if you're experienced with it, if you're an experienced marketer or you've had success in organic free channels, then I would look at advertising, but not initially because you can waste a lot of time and money there. So for me, it's looking at those free channels. So one big one is, is things like Facebook groups. And I mentioned that specifically because we actually just did a corporate retreat here with the team uh, where everyone had to build, cr create an idea, then build a course using our Thinkific as the platform, launch it and actually get people enrolled in the course all in a 24 hour period. And we had some great success stories and some of the best ones came out of engaging with Facebook groups to help determine what their course was going to be about, ask people if they were interested in it. And then when they were done creating it, launch the course in the Facebook group and, uh, and, and actually generate some sales in that first 24 hour period, which it was all kind of a fun experiment, but people actually did really well. And now they're going off and starting little mini businesses uh, on the side based on what we did in that 24 hours. Uh, so the Facebook group side of things I love, which is basically just hopping into one of these groups, adding a lot of value, seeing what people are looking for. And then uh, you can always share things like a course. You do have, a, have to be a bit careful about not being spammy or, yeah. you know, 
Exactly. Uh, All the normal rules apply, right? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another easy one I love is Quora, just because it's a Q&A site. Yep. We use Quora.com. That as well. mm-hmm. Go in, answer questions, add tons of value. Same rules apply. Don't be spammy. But then you can mention that you have more information on your site. And then one of the most successful ones for me has been YouTube. It's a little more work because you have to shoot some videos. But I mean, I was shooting videos in my living room just up against the wall. Uh, I think, you know, eight, nine years ago. And uh, I threw up about 10 videos and that's it. There's still only about 10 videos. They're really old. Uh, some of them are a little more advanced on the editing side, but most of them are super simple and they, the simple ones perform even better. And from those videos, I generate an extra three or $4,000 in sales every month. And that's been going for 10 years straight uh, with really, once they were up, no additional effort. And uh, the big thing there for me was recognizing I had a kind of simple system of just making sure I filled out all the fields on YouTube and, yeah. and utilized each one to the maximum. And then the other big thing was my call to action on the YouTube videos was always consistent with the reason that people were on YouTube. So yeah. I think people go to YouTube to watch free videos. So my call to action was never come by my course or visit my website or sign up for something. It was always I have free, more free videos over here. And so people would leave YouTube to watch more free videos, which, which was a much easier conversion than leave YouTube to do something you didn't come here to do in the first place. Yep. Perfect. No, I love that. And um, those are those are some great strategies. And I mean, yeah, Facebook marketing as well. But I think that what people have to understand, and we use a lot of Facebook marketing for my company, but we're not marketing a course. We're not, you know, we're, we're doing lead generation. We're getting them on our own list. We're warming them up. We're sending them videos. We're bringing them through a funnel. We're getting to know them over a period of time. Then we're getting them on a webinar or a free consult or whatever and selling them from there. So I do, you know, it is important for people to understand the, the, the patience and the process necessary to, to bring people from point A to point B. But what I love what you're sharing about Thinkific is, you know, I know for us, like, for example, with the courses that we run, we're pulling together like five or seven different resources just to be able to deliver like, you know, the place where the course is stored, the payment mechanism, the follow-up orientation series, the landing page. Those are all like different resources that we've had to pull together in order to deliver that. And what you're saying here is that people can basically do all of that in one place with one resource and then go market it just as they would anyway, right? Yeah, exactly. That's, is is yeah. all of that in one. And I, I feel your pain because I've been there. That's really why we did it. My first system, we did it all with WordPress and a whole bunch of different plugins, yeah. landing pages and tools. And I just thought this is crazy, especially since a lot of that stuff isn't designed specifically for education or courses right. or training. Yes. yes. So you end up, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it kind of looks like it was built for this type of marketing or that type of marketing. And, and it doesn't always, and the worst thing is, when they change one tool and all of a sudden it doesn't integrate very well with all the others anymore. Mm-hmm. Exactly. No, that's great. That's perfect. I mean, that's why I was excited to get you on the show because I, I want to share this with people because, you know, you obviously built this out of a problem that you are experiencing as a, as a marketer and a business owner. And, you know, these things evolve over time and new solutions are popping up all the time. And it's great to, on the podcast, be able to push these solutions out to people so that they don't have to go through what you went through, what I've went through. They can start a new course tomorrow and do it the easy way, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's awesome. So let's do a little bit of a deep dive into that um, in terms of, you know, the kinds of courses that you're seeing being most successful and, um, you know, just some quick tips for people that are maybe getting started designing their very first course. 
Yeah, definitely. So I, you mentioned an interesting point there about having those funnels and doing lead generation, not just dropping people right into a course. And uh, definitely that's that's a great way once you start to get a little more advanced on the marketing side, which is, is an excellent way of doing it. Um, and I've actually seen a lot of people using courses even within that flow. So for example, um, even, even larger companies, so companies like Hootsuite use us to, and they give away a lot of free content and free courses. So they're not, their end goal isn't buy the course, you know, make revenue. It is, here's some great education on social media. Maybe in the future you'll use our social media product and sign up and pay for that. But it's definitely part of the overall uh, goal of bringing in customers, but it's early in that process by giving away free content as a course. So I've seen companies do it and I've seen even individuals do that too. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because some of our funnels actually are like video series and that type of thing, too. So that's really interesting. And that that's a good thought there as well as another way that that you can get people there. Okay, no, I, I love yeah. that. I love that. So obviously, you um, had a great story of how you, you know, made the switch from full time lawyer to teaching online. Um, and we have tons of side hustlers that listen to the show. So what are some of um, what are some of the big tips that you want to give to those listeners that are you know, in that process of, of building their business and, and trying to get to the point where they can make that change? Well, for me, I think the biggest lesson is just focus. So uh, whether you're, you know, if you're side hustling, it's hard to say focus only on one thing because you, you may have that that main career that you're working on. But for side projects, I would say pick one and focus it and put all of your effort onto that. So if you have a, a regular day job, great. But then for your side projects, I would pick one and put 100% of your effort uh, on the side into that. And if you are, have you gone full time, then again, I would just put all of your effort into that. And for me, I, one big thing we had, it was sort of a shiny object folder uh, on my computer where whenever I came up with an idea of another interesting business or product or something that we could create or launch, I'd write a quick couple of lines or a paragraph about it and drop it into this folder. And there it would sit uh, for all time. <laughs> because uh, what that allowed me to do is kind of get that off my chest and go back to focusing on the business that I was building. Because I think, you know, once you get a few months or a year or two or something into a new idea, it tends to lose a little of the excitement of that new idea. I think it definitely comes back later. Like I'm ecstatically excited about what we're doing at Thinkific now and we've been doing it for almost five years. Uh, but there was definitely a period in that first year or two was like, okay, have we really figured out what we're doing yet? Do people really care? So for me, that's the most important time to buckle down and focus on what you're doing because you always go through ups and downs. Yeah, so true. Definitely the entrepreneurial journey is not a straight path ever. And there's there's many times along the way that you're kind of questioning what you're doing and, and asking yourself. But I agree with you. I think simplicity is is the biggest key to success. I think it's, you know, locking in on what are your monetization strategies going to be and going at them long, hard and deep and doing everything you can possibly do to <laughs> maximize them versus starting 35 different things and none of them actually producing, right? Because I think that's where a lot of people can get caught up. So in terms of the future of education and online marketing, you know, what are you seeing? What are some of the shifts that you're seeing out there right now? And, and what do you expect to see some of the upcoming trends uh, that, that, you know, progress from here? 
Uh, well, it's interesting. It kind of depends on how far you look out. I mean, for me, I, I like to look really far out sometimes for, for a little bit of fun into the things like augmented reality and virtual reality. And, you know, with, with all the VR stuff that's coming out these days, maybe it's only five, six years or more uh, or a little more out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've seen some science fiction novels where they talk about having basically a whole planet in uh, virtual reality that is dedicated to school and learning. And the idea of, you know, taking a boring history class class and having your teacher say, let's go visit the pyramids for the day. And you're actually virtually there Mm -hmm. taking a tour of King Tut's tomb. I mean, for me, that's some really cool stuff. And then in the sort of shorter term on the education side, I think that we're seeing this massive explosion of people getting into online courses. And that's really this um, convergence of people wanting to do more freelancer work and realizing that you can build a career on your own outside of just having a boss and uh, combining that with this huge acceptance of online learning and online education across all demographics. And those things coming together, plus the technology to enable it, is uh, is just creating a huge opportunity for people. So I think that's going to continue to grow for, for a few more years at least. And, uh, and then it'll be really interesting to see where it goes from there uh, because it seems to me that that online learning is this it's sort of the tip of the iceberg in a real transition in education to something more uh, digital and more accessible globally. Uh, so I think we're, we're all by you by being part of that is helping to create what I think, you know, five years from now is going to be a totally different, totally different landscape for education across the world, even down to the kind of elementary and, and high school levels as well. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And I think it's really it's it's interesting, too, because I think now there's a realization um, that so much of what should be included in, um, you know, even primary elementary education is not, you know, like around finances and personal development and entrepreneurial skills and, you know, so much of the things that you learn later in life through uh, making mistakes and <laughs> yeah, yeah. and doing it the wrong way now with this movement towards online education, it seems like um, there's so much more that's possible. It's it's going to be interesting to see how that, how online courses end up merging with education and, and kind of what the final result and product is going to be. Definitely. And I love the fact that you mentioned, you know, having different subjects of entrepreneurialism and finance and things that we don't teach now, because you know, I mean, we've, we've hired, I think 13 people in the last couple of months here. And I don't think in any case have I asked anyone, you know, what grades did you get in school or what did you, you know, even really much about where you went to school. It's so much more about what have you learned and what are you capable of. So now I I see people going and taking courses that have no necessarily accreditation or university, but they come out of it and say, I can do this and here's proof. And that's much more interesting, I think, for for long term career paths and opportunities than I took a course and I got an A. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I I hire kids right out of school for my own coaching company. And I mean, I could care less what their grades are. I want to know what other internships they did. I want to know what projects they worked on outside of school. You know, do they have the hustle? Do they have the work ethic? Um, And definitely, I have people applying for internships with my company all the time because they know they can actually get some real world experience versus, you know, it's exactly what you said, you know, no longer can a grade translate into how you're going to do in a job. It's, you know, the initiative that you take, the skills that you've developed. And unfortunately, a lot of those skills aren't going to come from a traditional education setting. 
Very true. Yes. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see where it goes. Yeah. Um, so two other quick things I'd love to ask you a little bit about while I have you yeah. here, Greg. Um, on on one hand, um, in terms of the the online courses that are tending to be most successful, um, can you speak mm-hmm. to like some parameters and, and give people some some structured tips around that side of things? Yeah. So I guess two measures of success. One is if you're kind of looking to get in, in ro- lots of enrollments and uh, or people paying for it. Uh, and then the other is that success we talked about of engaging people. So really quickly on the engagement side, I find courses that are built with sort of two to seven minute lessons. So even if you need to talk for an hour about a subject, I would cut it up into two to seven minute segments, even if that just means slicing your video up a few times or your slide deck. Uh, intersperse that with what I'd call a formative assessment, which is just a fancy word for a quiz that helps people learn. And that would really just be one or two questions that are really easy for people to answer. Uh, so nothing that's, that's difficult. It's more just, were you paying attention? And that really creates more engagement and encourages people to move through and finish and get value out of the course. Uh, there's, there's a few other stuff you can do from there, but at the, at the highest level, those two things. And then one other thing is just sending people some reminders. So we have some automated reminder systems, but it just make sure you're reminding people that that course is available to them so that they do come back and finish it. So that's one measure of success for me. And then the other one, um, in terms of actual sort of subject matter and types of courses and topics of courses, I am constantly surprised by the types and subjects of courses that people create that are successful. I mean, uh, one person here in the office actually just recently made a course on moving to Vancouver and, you know, all the things you should know about coming to the city and it's doing really well. Uh, I've seen courses that are a ton of stuff successful in the, uh, 50, 60 plus women crowd where that's your demographic that you're targeting. And I think there's just an opportunity there where they have some disposable income. Maybe some of them are, are moving into empty nesters. And, uh, and, and so there's, you know, things like artistic and other uh, hobby related courses there are doing really well. Uh, but for me, what I'm seeing is that across the board, it's not as much the specific topic and more, uh, how you answer the question, for your audience of how will your life be different when you finish my course? Yes. Yes, absolutely. No, that's yeah. great. I think. Yeah. That's- so moving away from like, you know, biology 101 and into yes. when you finish this course, you'll be a X or your life will change by Y or that kind of a thing. Yeah, definitely. So no, that's, that's perfect. Those are some great tips for people. And I love to circle back for one quick second to YouTube. So, you know, obviously YouTube just, um, you know, announced or or started, you know, more focus on their live platform. There's Facebook live, Mm -hmm. there's Periscope. Um, have you seen any shifts in, uh, traffic or, you know, movement response on YouTube videos since that's happened? Like, are you seeing any shifts there? What, what feedback do you have on that? Uh, not yet for me in terms of my, my personal videos and conversions and stuff there. However, uh, we are investing heavily in the live side of things. So, so far I've experimented with YouTube live about a year ago when it first came out, uh, or early days and wasn't super impressed with the, you know, the bandwidth and the, the delivery of it to people. We ran into a lot of issues. So I've been focusing much more on Facebook live, which is amazing and is very heavily, it, it's being um, unfairly promoted, I think, by Facebook mm-hmm. yeah. uh, to your advantage if you're yeah. using it. So we've got multi-camera angles. We're doing screen sharing. We've got a whole studio built around it. And, and But you definitely don't need to go crazy like that. But I would definitely get into the live side. And with YouTube making the changes they are, I think they're definitely 
jumping back into that space in a big way. And for me, live video is going to be a huge part of the next couple of years of advertising or of marketing. So I I definitely think it's something to get into and, and play around with. That's yeah. Yeah. Same with us. We're just kind of at this point doing a lot of testing, you know, a little bit on Periscope, a little bit on Facebook Live. Haven't tested the YouTube Live yet, but I like asking everyone that I bring on the show (laughs) what they're seeing and what they're doing, because I, I, you know, I want to hear and learn from, you know, what what everyone else is seeing out there and what they're doing and how they're planning on using it and and share it with the audience as well. Um, So no, this. Yeah. Wirecast. Have you played with that? I have not used that yet, but I've heard good things about it. Have you are you using it? Yes. Yeah. Heavily. And it's, it's great. It's uh, it, it starts to feel and look like you're producing a real television show. Wow. So worth it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. I have heard good things. So <laughs> I don't know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll go there next. Um, that's awesome. Well, you guys are doing some exciting things. So, you know, what's next for Thinkific? Like what are some of the exciting projects that you're working on right now? Or what are some of the things that you're most looking forward to as far as, you know, your growth with the company? Uh, well, growth with the company, it's, it's, we've got an amazing team of people and looking to continue to grow that and continue to have the culture that we have here, which we're really, I'd say our, our core drive here and everything we do is around helping people grow their business and, uh, and making sure that we're super helpful to people. Uh, so it's just doing more of that. And then on the product side, uh, a lot of stuff actually around branding and making things just constantly easier to make, uh, your courses look good. Uh, because I, I constantly find that that's a huge part, whatever topics you're teaching in, if it looks good when people first come and get a look at it, um, it's, uh, and if, if it's easy to make it look good, that'll make a difference across the board in terms of conversion rates and marketing and then enjoyment of your students. I love it. I love it. That's absolutely awesome. Well, you guys are making a huge difference and you're going to continue to lead the way. So thank you so much for the work (laughs) that you're doing, Greg. Um, Tell us where our listeners should head over to uh, connect with you and, and learn more. Uh, well, let's, let's do something for them, uh, for your audience. We could do, uh, get.thinkific.com slash Kelly. Is that good? Or should we do, um, unstoppable? (laughs) Either one. Okay. Let's do. We'll do get.thinkific.com slash Kelly and we can throw a few uh, free gifts for them there. Some advice. I can actually share my strategy on YouTube. That might be helpful for people. So whether they're doing courses or they're marketing some other business, I think the stuff I've done on YouTube would be really helpful and it's really simple to implement. It's not technically challenging. I did this a long time ago with no technical skills. So uh, definitely happy to share that with them there and then they can try out Thinkific as well. Perfect. Absolutely awesome. So thank you, Greg. You've really shared some excellent value today. And I, I definitely, um, you know, appreciate everything that you are um, conveying to our, our listeners here. Anything else that you wanted to make sure that we were able to touch on today? Uh, I think we got through all sorts of great stuff. So I, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Kelly. Yeah, definitely. So one more time, what's the link that they can go to to get those free gifts, Greg? Uh, get so G-E-T dot Thinkific, T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C dot com slash Kelly. All right. Awesome. So for all of my Unstoppable Success Army, live video is the place to be. Greg is going to give you the uh, whole rundown on how to be successful leveraging YouTube to grow and profit in your business. And it sounds like he has the solution to make your life a whole lot easier in terms of marketing and growing your online courses. So check out the free gifts. Greg, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. Wonderful to be here. You got it. All right. For everybody listening, that's a wrap. Until next time, I want to remind you to dream big, take action, and don't stop until you make it happen. Thanks so much. 
Thanks for listening to Unstoppable Success Radio. And if you're not already a member of my private email community, I want you to text the word IGNITE to 44222. Text the word IGNITE to 44222 to get all the resources, trainings, swipe files, and tips I only share there. If you're not already a member, all you have to do is text IGNITE to 44222 to get in on all the action. Thanks so much.